Good point. Bill was just telling like the best story that he can never tell on the overtime show. And it no, was, like, he's right at the it. best part, right at the best part. Almost and then Adam hit live. So we had to stop talking. It's froze. Oh, that's awesome. Dang. What's up, guys? Follow up on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bill. Have you been working on the intro? I did. You want to hear it? Yeah. Give it a try. Guys, this is the new format. Bill, take it away. Let's let's pretend like none of this few seconds just happened. All right. Okay. You just Wait. found the most downloaded HVAC entertainment podcast in the world. Welcome to the HVAC Overtime Show, hosted by me, yours truly, Bill Russell. Chris Stevens here to my right. Adam Muffet over there somewhere. And normally it would be Joe, Joe somebody. But instead we got Mr. Don Gillis from Kimors. Is that how you say it? Kimors. Yes, it Kimors. Yeah. Can yes, you really, yes. really call it the most downloaded podcast? What the did you most, call it? The most downloaded HVAC entertainment podcast in the world, Mr. Stevens. Get how it do right. you know that? How do you know get that? Moving. Let's get into the show. Let's get into it. <laughs> You know how I know that because I made it up. Oh man! Oh, how I know that. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Don. How you doing today? Really good. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I like that. Uh, I like that pre uh, warm up before the show starts, and the show's didn't, awesome. Didn't so, quite yeah, I'm doing vocals. great. The the vocal exercise is done before the show, but but we have some other ideas for that intro too. So stay tuned. Actually, so, we yeah. don't. That's literally it. That's the only thing I've written down for it. So you just totally dismiss the idea that I've been talking about forever? <laughs> like Zach says, I am the fourth most downloaded. No, you're probably like second or third at the very least, Zach. Give yourself yeah, some credit. Honestly. For sure. I agree. Hey, we got lots of great people in the chat. Uh, our buddy Rich, GT350Rs in there. Jennifer Manzo. Manzo? How do you guys say that name? HVAC Chick. Manziano. Chick. Manzo. Chicks, she's from HVAC Chicks. So that we got Jason Johnson, mm. Tilapia's in here. Don't wow. forget our little buddy Luke and his big buddy Randy watching from somewhere, somewhere in the trailer hood. Somewhere he said he's got his uh, he's got some relatives or somebody that came over tonight and he's entertaining them, so he won't be watching live. Oh, That's bummer, unfortunate. Yeah, bummer, bummer. So, what is going on with everybody? You guys have a long week, or is it an easy week for you? Valentino, what's up, man? Uh, it's been an easy week for me. Kind of yeah. slow. I drove a lot. Went to Cleveland, Pennsylvania times. Lots of crazy stuff. You know, nothing too crazy, though. What about you, Don? Anything special this week? Yeah. Nothing, really. I was down in uh, uh, Tennessee for the PHCC. Uh, they had a uh, – I was down there, and was uh, – Went to Atlanta and went to Macon, Georgia, and they have an academy down there. So I spoke to a, a bunch of owners on uh, A2Ls and real light week, short week. Came back uh, after I went to their expo and, yeah, just got in late late last night. So, yeah, it's, it was pretty pretty easy. Short. You said the uh, PATC? PHCC, uh, plumber, heating, uh, air conditioning contractors. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered about that show because I've never been. I mean, how much air conditioning is there? Is it mostly plumbing? 
it used to be. Um, I got a little history lesson while I was down there. I guess a, a handful of years ago, a gentleman based in Atlanta, Georgia, um, started got Reem involved. So now Reem's affiliated with them, and hopefully I can say that um, with you guys. But so, like, I judge at their four-year apprentice program every year, and uh, it happens to be in Cleveland this year, by the way. Um, so, but, yeah, they have uh, Reem like donates all the the rooftop units so like That's last cool. year that was one of my stations on recovery yeah so when they came involved it really got a good boost and years ago yeah. i didn't know much about it when we spoke at rses nationally they always kind of split the forum kind of they 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 co uh, paid for everything so i really didn't know a lot about them at the time to be honest with you yeah huh. now, real quick i can't imagine that you people in the chat don't know who Don is, but uh, for anybody who's watching, anybody that's just tuning in for the very first time, uh, a couple of things real quick. We are the HVAC Overtime Show. You can go buy our crap at the www.hvacovertime.com website. Also, check out the Facebook group by the same name. And uh, Don, you want to introduce yourself? I mean, obviously you're Don Gillis from Chemwars, like I said earlier, but uh, like, why are you who you are? Why do you work for Chemwars? Why are you here? What's going on in your life? Anything you want to so, on about? Yeah. Can well, you, first of can all, you maybe throw in where babies Adam, come yeah. from too. Good God, Bill. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Do you have any like home videos of I don't know conception from your parents when you were like just coming down the pipe? Oh, if you Bill. know what I'm saying. Oh God. Good God, I'm Bill. Be like Chris, I'm going to lose my train of thought the whole yeah. time through this. Yes. I can see it already. Who Stay are you, focused. Don, and why are you here? Stay focused, guys. Yeah, so so uh, the reason I'm actually here tonight is because of Adam. Adam and I and Chris Hughes had dinner one night. Where were we at, Adam? I don't remember where we were at. Uh, Las Vegas. Vegas, yeah. I don't yeah, remember. It was like yeah. a nice Mexican restaurant, right? Yeah, I don't remember. the. Oh, it was, was it at Esco? It was at Esco, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and we got talking, and I told him I liked the show, and he said, you ought to come on sometime, yada, yada, yada. So who I am is uh, I uh, I was in the field, like you all, uh, for quite a few years. My oldest son is actually a licensed contractor also. and uh, But anyways, um, I spent about 24 years in the truck. The last seven years or so, uh, started getting into some training. Uh, got with Emerson about six years ago. Um, did most all their training, uh, I guess I was, or affiliated with most of it, the compressor tear down. It taught a lot of the CO2, the hybrid and all that stuff too. Got real familiar with the A2L refrigerant. Fast forward, uh, ESCO approached me or ESCO, uh, Camores, uh, chemistry that's ours, by the way. Uh, cause oh, something just ch like <laughs> chewy, you know, and I did too, by the way. So, but anyways, Camores is a spinoff of DuPont of 2015. So. Uh, not that I wanted to do a sales pitch here, but everything that they own, the Freon brand name and all that stuff. So that came with part of the deal. So Got I it. work with all refrigerants now, basically. Nice. Cool. So nice. do you know of a guy named Trevor Matthews? I do. Yeah, I do. Spent a lot of time with Trevor up in uh, Brantford, Canada. We used to do a lot of training together. Yeah. So I helped. Uh, I helped Trevor uh, onboard his, their uh, cost class up in Canada many, many moons ago, and their uh, Copeland technical uh, specialist stuff. We did a lot of uh, CO2 training also, obviously. Uh, invited him to the first Brian Orr uh, uh, symposium, 
when went back when you could Brian wanted you to speak for eight hours. <laughs> now you can't get a 45 <laughs> minute oh, slot. Wow. I remember speaking four <laughs> hours and Trevor did a four hour teardown class and it was like his kids were running the cameras and the microphone. It was really was there that one. And, uh, that was a good one. Yeah, it was so. cool. It was very cool. Yeah. It was yeah, for sure. It's it's yeah. really awesome to see um more trainers like yourself. Uh I consider you a trainer, obviously you do more than just that, but I mean more trainers, uh, you know, similar as in Trevor too, like coming out on social media is what I'm saying. It's I think it's a great thing to help the industry because people pay so much attention to social media. So to have people like yourself, to have people like Trevor and many others, it's really cool. You know, so it's, uh we we were talking myself chris and don in um new orleans because we just hung out again a few weeks back right um and it was kind of cool we were talking about social media who was it chris or don one of you guys had the idea let's just walk down the street of new orleans and talk to people about their air conditioning that's funny i saw those videos too (laughs) that was chris i think yeah it was great that was so awesome it was yeah. Don. See, Don's got a great voice, so he like walked up and he sounded, you know, like a, a gentle father figure to somebody. Hey, would you mind if yeah. we we just have a couple questions to ask you, you know? And then after Don's like, I got to get back inside for my session or whatever. Me and Chris were walking around like, Hey, can we talk to you about air conditioning? They're like, No, get away from me! <laughs> no, you creep! <laughs> hey, you, hey, you over there, Are you moist? You want to talk about it? Come here. <laughs> oh God. But I did yeah. see the the one did make me laugh, whichever one I saw where they were asking the lady about her air conditioner, and then she's like, "Yeah, it's a window unit." <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, that's yes, I was there for that one. I that was in the funny. background. That was a good one. Yeah, oh. that's a great idea, yeah. though. It is. It's, I mean, that that is a great idea, like a, a series. But I mean, you know. in all honesty, ideas like that that come out of something that was purely about fun, spur of the moment, are yeah. the best. It was purely about fun and you guys had a good time with it. Nobody, you know I mean? It, it's, it's a great thing. And that can succeed if that can continue, you know, in weird way between, you know, however many of you there is, but it'd be cool if you guys can all continue to do that. The next time we're all together, like maybe the symposium or AHR, whatever it is, we should do something similar. Just hit the streets. I love it. I, I, we'll be like, I thought it was so cool. Yeah. No, it, and, Bill, you're, you're you're exactly right. Yeah, I'm gonna say Let's a weird it. fact here too. The odds of actually the four of us right here making it to the symposium and all staying in the same place is better than Joe ever even meeting any of that's us. A, that's so. exactly what I was thinking. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Joe will never point. make it to the symposium. Yeah, he's not allowed out of the state of Canada. Yep. yep. I call it a state. Yes, I do. I don't even think he lives in Canada. Don, um, I know, like everyone, like the hot topic right now. You've been traveling around the country talking about a2ls right yes how is yeah, like, a lot what, of like, what is the biggest uh, misconception that everyone is scared of and terrified oh no you know a2ls well i'll tell you what i'm scared of i don't want my refrigerator to blow up and blow my legs off like i saw in that one video <laughs> okay i i don't i don't need robot legs right now <laughs> cue the explosion noise yes I mean, that is a big fear. A lot of people seem to think that things are just going to explode well, and it's going to be a nuclear explosion. I was talking to Jason Abjute the other day, and he was saying, like, a lot of times when he's talking at these events, people come up to him and say, well, there's it's half propane. You know, there's half propane. He's like, no, there's no propane in it. And they, like, argue with him back and forth. And is that something that you hear too, Don? 
Yeah, so that's the first thing I was going to say. The biggest misconception, I didn't know this being at Emerson or Copeland, mm -hmm. that never got brought to my attention. When I came here with a month, that was kind of an inside conversation, like, where did this all start from? And I said, I had never heard that before. But sure enough, uh, quick throughout my travels, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I'm, I try to be real careful not to offend anyone. Hopefully you know that about me. Yeah. So I was at an, I was at a branch somewhere. I can't remember what state it was, but they introduced the guy. He was, I was behind the counter waiting for someone to get off the phone that they were going to introduce me to. Anyways, they said, Hey, we want you to meet this guy, you know, Joe or whoever. Um, he's been here like 30 years. He's our refrigerant specialist and no harm to him at all. I mean, I'm not beating the guy up, but he says, uh, he gets off the phone. He turns around and I go, Hey, I'm Don, you know, yada, yada, yada. What's your biggest question? What's the biggest question you're seeing at the counter? He said, they're really concerned about the hydrocarbons in the refrigerant. Now this is the refrigerant expert. And again, I'm not making fun of the guy, but this is how much misconception there is. And yeah. that's repeatedly happened throughout my travels. The other one is, is you all know this because you're very knowledgeable, but um, it, there is always a big shocker when I get to the point you're not going to be putting A2L refrigerants in existing equipment. Uh, that is another misconception uh, that they're going to be able to do that. So, yeah. uh, uh, so, anyways, that educating part alone is it. Tell them that there's not not hydrocarbons, and then comparing the flammability testing, I think, kind of relieves some of that uh, anxiety, if you will. So, it's uh, was it. I'm trying to remember where I saw the uh, it might have been during your session at ESCO, but I saw like the the flammability testing and the difference, you know, why it actually is considered an A2L and what do they call it? The flame, like the distance the flame travels in a certain period of time. I don't know what they call it. There's yeah, a name the for heat it. Of combustion. It, yeah, the heat of combustion. And uh, so it, it's it's less than but you're talking about centimeters like per second. If there was a leak, all the stars aligned and it caught fire. If that fire was able to like spread far enough to actually do damage, is that what you guys are talking about? It, it it literally, if you could share, if I could share the picture, literally they work out of this ninety degree, this piece of pie, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's always been the ASHRAE standard thirty four testing. If it breaks that, that crescent breaks that. 90 if you will it then becomes another category years ago up until like nine years ago it was an a1 a2 a3 okay a3 being propane or butane and that but a2 there's actually an a2 we just don't talk about it well this flame was so lazy if you will or just broke that line barely that they had to literally make a new classification that's why it's an a2l for low flame ability mm. um in fact fun fact uh uh, uh, ammonia used to be a B2, but when they classified this new A2L, they actually looked at that flame and said, well, if that's an A2L, then we're a B2L, and now they're classified as a B2L. So, I mean, I don't, I try not to play it down. It's a slippery slope where you don't want to play it down like, oh, it won't be an issue at all because you're inevitably, you're going to get somebody to put something in an existing system that it doesn't have the, the same safety thing, sensors. Right. So, yeah, so I, I kind of watch what I'm, you know, how you word that, but I truck to bring the fear out of it um yeah you know the, the, there's there's a lot of apprehension and you know i hear it on the social media side from people too now i work with a3s r290 on a regular basis which there's much higher potential but even with r290 it's not as bad as people make it out to be but but i mean like real life has anybody ever heard of besides the uh, I don't know if it's a TikTok video or like a YouTube video, whatever it was, where the, uh, the ladies refrigerator actually did explode. Like besides that one example, have you guys ever heard of 
like any other examples. That's of, not an A two L though. Yeah, that oh, would have been an A three, but but still butane, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it was, it was butane, yeah. wasn't it? Butane and R two ninety are the or isobutane and R two ninety are the two uh, A threes. So okay. But besides that one example, has anybody heard of any other examples of anything actually ever happening? Not because of the refrigerant, but I can remember many stories of people, you know, having flame outs just because working on a normal system when they heated up the oil, oil just enough and it sprayed out. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. You've heard that, I've heard that more. Oil logging and blow up, so. you blow a terminal and then the oil ignites. I've had that where I popped a disconnect in it like shoots up like, woo, woo. But, but I, so the point, I'm not trying to say that the A2Ls are all going to explode like that. The point I'm trying to make is, is that I haven't heard much about A2Ls, anything bad happening. Just people being afraid of it is really what I've heard. So. Yeah. I think the biggest thing right now is what I'm seeing is we had a much longer which if you will to go from r22 to 410a those pressures yeah. in the world the boe and all that stuff this because of the epa it's just a it's coming quicker and faster and honestly six years ago seven years ago whatever it was and i started talking about a2l's right when i came on board with emerson i got educated on that the hydrocarbons the co2 um it was a deer in the headlight look look you you were lucky if two people in the whole class of 40 raised their hand if they're working with 290 yeah. now that literally snowballed before i left copeland now like half the class like you said before we started this and the a2l's i was training trainers two years ago that just had no idea and i'm not and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean it's really yeah. coming quick we're, we're just now teaching the wholesaler levels and the manufacturers and the you know what's this going to look like so i mean um, if, once you, know, you get over the uh, the apprehension of working with like the a2l the a3s any of these hydrocarbons flammable refrigerants really it's all basically the same procedures for the most part after that right i mean Maybe a pinch off tool here and there, leaving on some service ports, but I don't know. Am I missing something? Everything else pretty much lines up the same. And and I would say that most, and we kind of talked a little bit about before the show too, most of the best practices that we already have in the industry, that we've had in the industry for a ridiculous amount of time, are the same best practices that we're being told to use on these new systems that have, you know, mildly flammable or flammable refrigerant i mean the best practices in the industry haven't changed and it's mm -hmm. it's just a matter of actually following those so oh go ahead sorry no i was saying i mean you know we've forgotten a lot we have as an industry we've forgotten a lot of the best practices and why we had them because we had forgiving refrigerants and forgiving oils you know that that could tolerate a little moisture that can tolerate not being 100 percent refrigerant and you know i mean it wasn't right, but it kind of worked. But now, you know, you can't, you know, you just got to follow those best practices. That's the biggest thing. So before the show, Don, we talked a little bit about tools. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are concerned. I got to buy all new tools. I need, need a new recovery machine, a new vacuum pump, new gauges, new this, new that. Um, can you touch on that at all for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll, I'll share with what I know. And that is like everyone knows and is seeing this for a year or two, whether it be True Tech Tools or you can go to AHR's tool list and what have you. Most of the manufacturers have been converting for some time and they say, you know, A2L qualified. But in all honesty, if you go to their websites, um, what I'm learning is they, you know, like I was saying before the show, we unlike cars, we don't buy new recovery machines every year. 
So I'm going to use Appian as the example because that's who shared their story with me. But according to them, pretty much all the manufacturers, their competitors are doing the same thing. So they're testing that last year's model or three-year-old model that they're still selling. And there you go. So um, so they're testing them. And here's what they're doing. They're, they're pressurizing the recovery machines beyond what the seals and the O-rings were hold to see if there will be an explosion. They, they, they are pressurizing them. Uh, they blow the O-rings and the seals and nothing happens. But what, what I was really intrigued, as I told you earlier, was they're not even using A2L refrigerants. They're using A3 propane-like propane refrigerants to actually do this test. So nothing internally is changing. But if you modify something, the one thing they really wanted to point out to me, if you don't buy that OEM switch, you know, that you know, on and off kill switch or whatever, and you try to modify it in a way, then, then, you know, Katie bar the door, all bets are off. So, but nothing internally from what he told me uh, um, is changing in those units. So um, what you pulled up was great because I've received like three of those in the last two weeks of manufacturers want me to put that on, you know, one PowerPoint with all of them that are showing these bulletins that are going out. But if you yeah. really want to know, go to their websites and you'll be able to see, okay, my model number's fine. You know, it's good. Um, so just, just, and there, and there might be more information out there that I'm not aware of, but that's what I know now. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever seen, I honestly, for the life of me, there he goes. DTE years ago doing some work on a, a warranty cooler of some sort. And, uh, it was in one of their labs and they were using it for, I don't know, cooling down different chemicals and gases and whatnot. Max headroom over here. You're you're totally frozen. We're we're hearing like every third word. How about now? Better sure. Now. All right. Well, so I was at uh, DTE years ago working in a, a refrigerator in their lab, and I don't remember what kind of gas was running in this system, uh, refrigerant-wise, but it had an explosion-proof compressor. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. Like, it was like just wrapped in this armor and like just this beefy looking compressor. I'd never seen one before or since. Have you guys ever seen one of those played with one of those? Any no. idea? No, no, no idea. You're intriguing me right now though. So I'm going to definitely look that up. Explosion proof compressors. I'm assuming that there was probably some sort of a cascade unit and they were using a lot of flammable refrigerants because they'll have multi-component refrigerant. No, it was, this was literally, this was like, a five foot tall self-contained cooler so or freezer. Good. I don't remember, um, but it wasn't, wasn't cascade or anything. It was okay. Very odd. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes in those facilities, I've done a little bit of medical work. You see some really interesting stuff. So, and it's really intriguing. I'm some of the not move so you guys think that I'm frozen again. There you go. That's that, that works really good. <laughs> See, instead of Joe being here today, we got Bill and his frozen image. I can't find yeah. it. Sorry. It's a tough day for the fiber optic internet. Yep. You can just got a lot of activity in the chat room. I never see this end of it. This is crazy. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of people tuning in. Yeah. yeah. A lot of great you. people, too. Yeah. Lots yeah of great I see a bunch of faces or names I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the whole social media community is pretty neat. I mean, when you really think about it, you think about some of the, the the good Facebook groups and the amount of knowledge that's being shared on the daily. So awesome. There's a lot How, of good, but a lot of bad too, right? Yeah, there's some bad in there too. But like, when did you get involved on like 
when did you start paying attention to the social media side for HVAC and stuff? Like when did that, were, were you like message boards before <laughs> Facebook and stuff? Cause like I did the message boards before <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. So I did, you know, the okay. HV, uh, what is it? Talk or yeah, uh, HVAC. Talk. Yeah. 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 So uh, that, but my, my biggest thing, because I'm, I'm getting older, obviously I just, I swore off Facebook my whole life up until three years ago. So I literally okay. just got on Facebook about three years ago oh, and it man. was for personal reasons. So anyways, LinkedIn, I go back as far as 16 years, even though that it's not what it is today. Yeah. Um, I still have, I've been posting spring tune-ups and fall okay. PMs for years and years. I, I think I just saw the other day where I, I, I just surpassed like 16,000. I feel like that's the equivalent of you doing the same thing on MySpace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I never had a MySpace thing either. I missed all that. I, I don't know why you're, you know, you guys are doing this. It's cool that you can do what you're doing here because quite honestly, towards the end of my career, I was a service manager for eight and a half years. Not that I was anything special, but you're always worried about something. You're always putting out fires. You know, you're, yep. you know, somebody didn't answer their call and my wife and I ran many a service calls through the years together on five, 4th of July, you know, and, and just those kind of things. So it's cool that these podcasts are set up that you have time to be able to plug and play like come up real quick and do these kind of things because we never had that i you know just a briefly brief story here i always tell this story when i'm you know traveling with a friend or whatever i had a technician that was very average one time and hopefully he's not listening but he was a great guy and he was very very average and he was a whiz a computer geek if you will and i didn't know this and i might have shared this with adam already but anyways I didn't know that smartphones had just recently come out, but he stopped calling me like every other day. I mm -hmm. wasn't getting a call like, Hey, show me, you know, this is what's going on. We did a lot of geothermal then. Anyways, he shows me his phone one day and it just blew my mind. I had to have one, but really smartphones really, really changed the world. I mean, he went from here to like, just oh, yeah. the best technician I'd ever seen in my life because he knew how to research stuff. And, yeah. uh, and that's what we all do now. That's the world that we're growing up to now. And I, you know, so anyways, I, you know, it's, it's almost getting to the point where one could, you know, start as an apprentice and really learn a lot from the internet. And, and, you know, I've always been an advocate for schools. Like I really am an in-person school, but I mean, you could learn so much. I mean, I if mean, you're an intuitive person, you could, I would venture to say, I have probably learned like at least half of what I know now, which isn't, isn't too much, but I would say at least half of what I know now to arrive at my destination or arrive at where I am in life right now from yeah. YouTube, like specifically like Chris was one of the first that I, I started watching some of the old school guys too, like, you know, Joe yeah. and I mean, it, it was literally like my schooling. I would, I would either look on youtube for stuff i'd ran in previously um that day or stuff i was having problems with or just general curiosities but it was and still is such a great resource like you could almost skip a majority of school just go to youtube well i mean i like school for the the fundamentals um you know, and then, and then you, I think, but I bet you could definitely learn a lot from the internet. I bet you we could take a curriculum, mold it with like Chris Stevens videos, <laughs> and it would be the, the best school in the United States. 
in Canada, and maybe Australia, maybe Canada, but I don't know about the U.S. So, <laughs> somebody just put in the chat, you know, nothing like real life, and that brings me to Chris's videos. When I first seen Chris's videos, man, I just thought, and I know there's other people doing that, and I don't want to miss anyone, but man, that's what really drew me to your videos, Chris. They were so real world, and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, I I try to make them. When I first started making videos, I used to try to make them absolutely perfect. And I would feel really guilty after I made the video, maybe for like the first two or three videos. I'd be like, well, I edited out that mistake because I could do it, you know. But then I started to realize like, no, stop. I got an imposter syndrome thing. And it's like, just show it like it is and do your best and show people that you're real. And that's what I try to do. It's just just do my best and try and to the way. If anybody out there is wondering where Chris got all his fancy duds at, his hat and his shirt, you can get those at where, Chris? Where can people buy those? Why are you plugging my website, hvacrvideos.com? Because it might be awkward if you do it every week, so I'm helping <laughs> you out. Bill must have a list of things. I guarantee. Show me your list, Bill. <laughs> You're reading from a list, bro. Show it to me. Look at that. He's got a whole list of things. He just knocked off and one he, thing he had on his he's, list. He's crossing them off, too. He's doing this. This is like uh, he's a true host now. Yeah. He's leveled I'm, up. I'm trying bit. to follow in the footsteps of Bill Spone. Oh, he dude. is my broadcasting mentor. So, you guys don't just, know that. Anyone in the chat that hasn't been on uh, Bill Spode's podcast, you know, I'm probably a good portion of you have not. But I have. Chris has. And I was amazed because... Going leading into the podcast, I got like such a professional email yep. laying out the timeline links. You're going to expect another email from me. We could have a phone conversation, discuss the topic. Let's get everything oh, wait, set. Wait, wait. <laughs> Chris has been on the Bill Spone podcast. You have been on the Bill Spone podcast. Yeah. I have not been on the Bill Spone podcast yet. No. So are you e begging right now to get on Bill's podcast? Is I mean, I'm not, not e begging. <laughs> I mean, Get, on, getting back to my point, the way we run our show is it's like, hey, uh, 20 minutes before we start, I Facebook message Don Gillis a link to the show. I click this. <laughs> and, and and what it what it, it had the wrong time or something too. Well, so that like, was honestly. my fault. Uh, they, <laughs> it was a, a stream yard issue, not a not a yeah. Issue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we're super professional over here. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're real. There. We're real. We're real. Yeah. There you we're go. Real. That's exactly how it is. <laughs> oh, it's man. Like if we were a food truck with no name on the side of the food truck, we're just like, we just sell whatever, like whatever we got that day. Just like, I don't know, what do you want? You want a hamburger? That's Thursday, maybe. I don't know. So, like we, we got some chips right now. You want chips? We're a food truck with no name. You know, Don, with, with you've been in the industry for a while. Are you recognizing... I, see, I'm seeing a lot of people right now that are afraid of obviously the A2L refrigerants. They're afraid of digital gauges. They're afraid of like, and it's, it's, it's kind of baffling to me. You know, these, it, it's just kind of something that we all have to overcome. I mean, there's people out there saying, you know, I'm never going to work on a flammable mm. put to, or even mildly flammable refrigerant. I just won't do it. It's like, well, you got to hear, your, I hear, know. I've talked to some older technicians who are like, Hey, now's the time to get out. I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is too crazy. I don't want to deal with this anymore. But I don't think it's as crazy. I don't know. Am I jaded? Is it? I don't think, I think it's that I don't that want to crazy. deal with this anymore. They're just going to retire because they're so afraid of it. Yeah. You know, I, what, I, what I've noticed with all the travel we do, um, you know, as you all know, I think I do somewhere between 36, 40 weeks and have done for quite a few years now. Um, 
it to me sometimes uh, not to pick on any one area but a lot of times it seems regional people really set in their ways and it doesn't matter if they're 25 or 45 it just seems like they're being taught that way you know what i mean where you get you know bill mentioned earlier unions up in michigan and what have you but you know wherever it is it really depends on i think the surroundings some people do uh, uh you know some of the wholesalers in the area that's a big factor you know but i i for whatever reason i adopted early very early with digital gauges i think i bought my first digital gauges like literally like almost 15 years ago now or whenever they, they first came out i remember i paid 400 and some bucks for it the wholesaler yeah. got, gave me a deal because he wanted me as a service manager to own some of them so i could help sell them you know yeah. by accident yeah. is what he was trying to do so uh but then when they came out with the little uh, uh i don't own them but the you know the, where you put the bluetooth the gauges on the yeah. on the things like you probably all have i don't own a pair of those but man i was just fascinated by that i, I thought that was the coolest thing since sliced bread anything to make your life easier whether it's copeland mobile apps or any apps out there i mean it's such a it you can it's just it's so easy why not take advantage of it and do you think you that's know, what scares I, some of these guys about the new age stuff is like it's too easy or they're afraid of like well if it's too easy then everybody thinks they can do it and then i'm not as important as i think i am there's there's something there i think there's something there is what yeah. you said if you I have mean, them in a classroom and you can take them off to the side and i've done this many a times 55 60 65 year old guys they love it if you give them a minute and make yeah. sure you build that trust up that they're not you're not going to call them out or make fun of them or anything like I like to make fun of myself. I like to, yeah. I am the dumbest guy in the room kind of attitude. Same. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you get them one-on-one -on -one and show them how easy it is and then, Hey, I can even do this and I'm not an expert. You know what I mean? Then once they, once they get it, that's it. You know, they you, they just need someone to take the time to do it with them. So um, the my first, get. my first set of digital gauges, uh, I, I internet advertising. I saw Jim Bergman, when he was still part owner in True Tech Tools, he was making a video with the Field Piece digital gauges. I somehow found that on YouTube, and then I bought everything Field Piece. But you know, went from there. But it was kind of funny how I I found them was just watching YouTube videos. But with the digital gauges, what they've done for me was they helped me to understand more. I learned from the digital gauges because I knew what sub subcoin was. I knew what superheat was. I was never big on the charts that if, if subcoins high, superheats low, I've never I was never big on those formulas of figuring out things. But when I can see the gauges and I can watch the system operate and I can watch what happens with the subcoin and the suit, it, it just helps you to visualize things for me, helps me to understand it. It's almost like watching an interactive video. And that's another uh, good point you make there, Chris. I don't want to change the subject too much, but I want to point out what you said there about uh, you first saw them on YouTube. Like that's another great thing that YouTube is is good for is like yeah. showing me showing me new tools like um actually one of chris's videos recently i just learned that you can get an mc cable cutter you know like the the little oh, yeah. tool thing i didn't know that was a thing before like call me stupid or whatever but no like, that's the yeah. first time i ever seen one of those and the same with the digital gauges first time i ever saw those was on a youtube video as well yeah but so it's amazing yeah so, it is uh can i change the subject for a moment yeah go for it I was going to ask Don, um, when you, I know you were doing a lot of training on, you know, CO2 and compressors and all that. How did that even come about? You know, how did you, how did you move into that? 
so it was just by chance i was uh i was trying to reinvent myself from being a service manager i was i was burnt out i don't know if any of you know my weight loss story or not i was almost 400 pounds i was losing my hair my blood pressure was through the roof i was smoking drink, you know i mean i was completely you mean having a great time it after like... about eight and a half years yeah you know how it is after eight <laughs> and a half years of doing that we were very pretty high volume i just I was dying and didn't even know it. So I reinvented myself. I wanted to do uh, territorial sales for about two years and uh, I, it was okay, but it really wasn't who I was. Um, you know what I mean? But nothing against sales. Don't get me wrong. But a friend of mine reached out that worked at Emerson and I live 45 minutes from the Copeland plant in Sydney, Ohio. So I was born and raised here and I've drove by that plant for my whole life. Basically, I have friends of mine work in the factory and what have you. So they reached out and said, hey, here's the deal. This opening's coming up. It's a great opportunity, but you'll have to travel about 40 weeks a year. And I was on the road all the time. I mean, who haven't of us with kids haven't went to a ball game? I did it my whole life with pipe dope on my face and came late. You know, what I mean, that yeah, was just yeah. the life we lived. Right. So I said I went to my wife. I married when I was 18. It was 41 years ago. I said. Patty, here's the deal. And she goes, Don, you know what? I know what type of person you are. If you, you love teaching and if you don't do this, you're going to sit around the rest of your life and regret not doing it. So that's how it came about. And uh, I worked my Wait, butt your off. Your wife supported your dreams and goals? Yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's funny. Jen, Jen, Jen in, the, in the chat thing said something about women and stuff like that. And I see that brought up a lot. My wife started helping me in the field literally when she was laid off at times. Uh, in the field. I mean, my wife can run two twenty disconnects and stuff. She knows line yeah. and load. She knows low voltage. She's does great sheet metal work. You know, what I mean, and she enjoyed it. I mean, the guys loved working around her. And uh, anyways, yeah, she's she's a good stick. She's I think really that good, uh, yeah, and she's, she's doing a, a good job of helping to raise awareness and bring the whole women in HVAC thing to be a little bit more. Yeah, she's uh, been uh, traveling with you. Huh? I, I I was lucky yeah. enough to sit down with. She was with us uh, at the dinner with uh, Chris. Yeah, she yeah. Uh, she had some issues with her knee. A surgery didn't go well. So long story short, a little, a little early to retire. But um, uh, she just you know she doesn't want to get a whole another knee replacement. So basically, she retired. Um, and uh, now I have the benefit of taking her with me, which is always more enjoyable because we've done everything our whole life together, basically. So. Um, so yeah, whenever she's got free time, I take her with me every chance I get. Yeah. Me and Bill are just texting each other, uh, you know, on our private, yeah, super private chat. Like I'm just, we're talking about how, uh, both of us would love bringing our wives with us. Or yeah, I'd, I'd bring my wife, but as soon as I was done fixing it, she would just tell me everything I did was wrong. And oh, I'm like, well, <laughs> I just fixed it. You know, Bill, that has happened with me. I want to be brutally honest here. I'm very transparent. <laughs> don't give, don't get me wrong. Patty you has told the, me I've done something wrong more than once. You forgot yeah. the Schrader port caps, and why is one of those Schrader cores blue and the other one's black? They don't match. You got to change those out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of sandwiches. Oh man, sometimes the inside jokes go way too far. Uh, yeah. Oh we man, live, we live sad lives. Yes. Oh. See, unfortunately, we have, uh, and Don got to hear a little bit of it, but we have a, a lot of interesting conversations and uh, we can't share them. So, you know. So some, like when they make a Hallmark movie about an HVAC guy, it'll be Don. Don and his beautiful, magical wife. 
Yep. And we'll all watch it. And right. Dean Kane, I'm sure, will, will be like a supporting actor because he's in all yeah. those movies. <laughs> Dean Kane. That's funny. You could see it. Oh, so, so uh, oh, go ahead. I kind of want to change the subject a little bit. You yeah. had mentioned on your uh, your weight loss journey. And yeah. those, yeah, like, I'm always I'm a big advocate of guys in the field like staying healthy, getting healthy, you know, improving themselves physically, mentally, you know, educationally, whatever it is. Like grow, grow, grow. Like so, you were saying um, you were you were up to 400 pounds. You said. 380 was my worst. Yeah, I've got oh, wow. some incredible pictures that if you saw me, my neck, literally, there was no chin or anything like that. I mean, I I went down, honestly, about two or three pant sizes. I was, you know, I was 80 or, I was, yes, I was very, very heavy and very, very large and had to ask for the extension strap for the, to sit on the plane. To It was quite embarrassing, and I limited myself what I could do, so it got to be a pretty big struggle and uh so anyway so i'm, I'm going to be brutally honest with you i felt like a coward but i tried for 20 years doing everything i could and finally a good friend of mine who's in the field um we were we were talking one day and he told me that he had had a, a weight loss uh, surgery about 10 years ago before i had met him and uh and he's still in the trades and i said you're kidding me and he got his uh, phone out we were having dinner uh, some in some city and he showed it to me and I, it blew my mind. And he, his unfortunate side was that he was like five, two where I'm six, five, mm. you know what I mean? So he was really big. Yeah. So I've always had the benefit. So anyways, uh, take a picture I of him, did you research can't it's horizontal or vertical. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I'm one of those guys that cuts three times or measures three times and cuts once. I literally, I do that everything I do. So I researched and researched and researched and I went and did it and I got what they call a sleeve and uh, I it changed my world, man. I mean, my I stopped taking blood pressure medicine. I don't, uh, you know, and 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 slightly off topic, by the way. Before I forget this, Bill, Chris, even Adam, I really, really appreciated some of the stories you guys shared about depression and anxiety and stuff like that in the trenches. And also a shout out to, uh, oh shoot, what? brett wetzel too yeah. uh yeah. you guys i cool, love man. that you did that because that's real man that is really really 100%. real and there's nothing wrong with uh being real like that so a little corny yeah. a little sappy but i like that a lot so no so I, with, I, I thank you i mean it's awesome with the um uh the sleeve surgery that you had there were you able to i mean i've heard horror stories of people will get that done but not really make the lifestyle habit changes that they need to make and they just put that back on go right back in the same bad habits did you experience any like any of the bounce back or were you just like set it and forget it let's roll it's it's uh it's i don't want to say it's a battle but you can go back easily if you let it happen um i just if i get five ten pounds heavier than what i was when i got to my lowest point i just focus on you know it's not hard for me i drink a lot of po protein drinks adam might I might have mentioned that to Adam around there. I pack probably 24 protein drinks with me when I hit the road for the week. Um, I do. My stomach's a lot smaller, obviously, now. So I drink a lot more water. I didn't. I used to hate water. I, li I drink water religiously now. I think I used to get my water from my food. The diet, it's a process with this procedure. So, um, you know, you get a dietitian. They educate you on things you think you know, but you don't know. Carbs, obviously, you have to get rid of them. You know, and I knew that going into it. Um, but yeah, just a lot of those things. Now I can't, you know, I, 
I pretty much tell them up front when I order a meal that I'm going to need to go box. And, um, you know, so, yeah. uh, you know, s slight changes, uh, nothing major, well worth it. It was definitely a good thing for me. It's not for everybody. And I've heard the horror stories too, of people going back, but it worked for me. And, uh, I was just, I was just at my wits end. I, you know, I had 20 years of all these different yo-yo diets and I would lose 20, 40 pounds and mm -hmm. be right back up where now I've, I've kind of got some control over it. Yeah. You know? Plus, mm -hmm. plus the walking all the time and standing in front of a class all day really, really helps me. Um, oh yeah. Know? I bet so it's it really, much really easier now. Me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My heaviest, I was three fifteen at one point in time and yeah, I took up a lot of space for a while. So that's, and I was still in the field actively and it was oh, just so hard to get in these little coolers and just do stuff, you know, just to do anything. Yeah. I dreaded when I saw stairs, I remember <laughs> to seeing, I, I still, when I go through some airports, still look at a bench and remember, God, I remember when I'd be busting out in a sweat and have to stop there and take a break mm. to catch my connecting flight. And I don't have to do mm. that anymore. I don't stop yeah. anywhere I go and. Plus, not to mention on the personal side, you know, when we would go on a cruise ship or vacation, whatever we could afford back in the day, I was limited on what I could do with my wife as far as, you know, like she wanted to go see the ruins. Well, I, you know, the ruins would kill me in 90 degree weather yeah. oh, go yeah. out there. And I'm being honest, I was like, stick my toes in the sand and grab an umbrella drink. And that's where I was at, you know, so yeah. now it's allowed me to do a lot more things I wanted to do, you know. You know and, and all that, that just that to say, like this trade beats your body up enough like take care of yourself out there guys you know like eat a little bit healthier yeah maybe drink so many beers yeah yeah do some stretches do a little bit of exercising you know you're gonna be in this yeah. for a while yeah yeah you, i do that with my son now i know it's adam, what is, that, sound adam? Effects. what is adam doing over there his sound effects of fat people breathing heavy <laughs> So hey, now I was like, what are you? I'm at at Walmart, am I? I'm like, what is that? What is going on here? Uh, so changing the subject one more time for you. So Don, um, you made it through Emerson. You were like, you've come to like become like this uh, famous um, instructor figure, right? Through Emerson, and now you're at Camors, right? You are well known across the industry, um, and you are now venturing into like what? What's your goal? Like, do you have any more goals you want to conquer? You know, I, you know, that's a great question, and I've just kind of followed where life has led me. I really don't have an agenda. I mean, even when I started doing those videos and set up that Facebook page, quite honestly, I got bored in the office. They shut us down for about six weeks and when during COVID. And mm. so everything I do is kind of spontaneous. I really don't have, uh, you know, I, people ask me, where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? I don't even really know what that looks like. I just know right now, like I told you earlier, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to give back as much as I can right now. I know that sounds weird, but um, someone took the time to show me something, you know, 30 some years ago. And, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm, uh, I volunteered to do some free stuff for a, a local school here that will be starting at the end of June. And, uh, it's a 20 hour program I'm going to help with on compressors and fundamentals and those kind of things. And the people that are going to benefit from that, or the contractors that already have warm bodies, if you will, um, mm -hmm. in, the, in 
in the field that they didn't couldn't afford or didn't get a proper um, education or introduction to that. They don't have the you know they don't have the the the, the finances or whatever. So that's just getting started, and uh, and I'm really excited about that. And uh, so I'm just. You know, like a lot of people that are following you in the chat room, including everyone that's on this, is I'm a big advocate of, you know, um, getting people in the trades and trying to get as many people, including like women, females. I, I'm yeah. a big advocate of that, a big fan of women of HVCR. And uh, but where I see I, myself, I don't know, Adam. I mean, I don't. A lot of people say, are you going to be a consultant one day? And a lot of my friends like Trevor and different ones have broke out and uh done their own gig and everything but right now i'm really content with what i'm doing um i do get bored easy so if i get bored like in a couple three years if i make a change i'm not really a job jumper it just when i get bored my mind is such i gotta try to challenge myself with something else if i if you will nice <laughs> well, i mean awesome. we're always taking resumes here at the hbac <laughs> overtime we so, are always trying to fill the fourth person I mean, because we don't like the fourth guy so you know Ooh, that was rough, Chris. God, I'm just messing with Man. him. He's not in the chat, so <laughs> he'll He's tell me watching. tomorrow. He probably yeah. is. I know his girlfriend's watching. But John, uh, I posted your. You have a Facebook group you started. You also have a YouTube yeah. channel. Um, do you think you see yourself posting more video content in the near future? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And I don't know if you and I talked about that already, but I'm going to do that. Uh, originally, like I said, when I first did the first one, I think I did a two minute thing on compression ratio or something just silly that came to mind. And I thought, man, I'm, I, I got to be teaching, you know, and Brian Orr and a couple other people like yourselves, just, you know, people that I really admire. Uh, like text me or something and said, you know, God, I hope this is the start of something you're going to do, continue to do. And Ty Branneman, all those guys are doing a great job with it. But yeah, I am going to start doing more of that um, and just releasing some things out on uh, on YouTube channel and uh, also on the fun fact video and wherever else they might go. Because you have all this stuff in your head and it's like, you know, as much as you don't want to like come off like you're all that in a bag of chips, it's like, it's a shame for you not to share that with other people that may not know that because the world Chris lives in, Bill lives in, Adam lives in, you guys know what you're doing every day, but you'd be surprised how many people don't, what you take for granted of knowing, not everybody knows that. So it's, it's always mm -hmm. interesting when you share something with them. Like, I didn't know that. Like Bill shared with me about that. What, what was that terminology used, Bill, about the, the mini the split lift breaking up effect. the diesel? Yeah, I never heard that before. So yeah, he made it up. Yeah, I just I just sometimes just put words together. Full full of a lot of nonsense. He likes mm -hmm. to talk about explosions when we have the A2L guy on the show. Yeah, yeah, I get excited and make explosions. <laughs> you Don, you know when when you were coming up in the industry, did. Did you have people that were afraid to share their knowledge? Did you have coworkers and mentors oh, yeah. of yours? Yes, 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 yes. So fun, quick story. So when I started, I, I started back when we didn't even have the, the, the uh, pagers. I'm really showing my age now. So we had a little toggle switch in the bottom of the van and we had CB radios and it, your it. truck had a number and you called base. Okay. And then the fancy guys, the higher level guys. Wait, did you have like cool like names and stuff? Like, 
bandit smoke no. show and <laughs> <laughs> we didn't but we should have you know no it was That'd some boring cool, number yeah. like 54 or oh, 33 yeah. or whatever so and then it, what really cool is you had this toggle switch that when you're working outside this was like really high tech back in the day they had speakers like the utility trucks do and you could hear them blast your you know wanting to get a hold of you out, out in the job oh, site or whatever so got it. so Anyways, fast forward to the Nextel area, still a long ways ago. Um, I had a service manager similar to you, Bill, the story you told earlier. Mm -hmm. But he was, uh, <laughs> God, I hope he's not listening to this. He wasn't real energetic. Let's put it he's that probably way. Not listening. And when it got really, really hot out, he too was a little on the lazy side. So this is my big break right here because prior to that, none of the elders would tell you anything because what they, they if they were fearful in my opinion now looking back that if you knew what they knew their value wasn't worth anything anymore so it was mm -hmm. really kind of a secret good old boy club in my opinion so anyways I, I have i have this job i'm just a service tech i'm out there running calls and i start doing preventive maintenance real heavily and this guy i notice immediately doesn't like to get out in the sun when it's 80 or 90 degrees or real hot and humid and he starts walking me through things troubleshooting stuff by nextel mm. and that's how i really got my big break honestly this is way before videos and, and yeah. smartphones and youtube videos but that was really my window of opportunity like okay he doesn't know it and i'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be sneaky about it. He's teaching me and, you know, because he doesn't want to do it, but yeah. it worked out well for me with, because with I can the, retain things really well. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard the stories um, and I experienced a little bit of it, but it was kind of moving away from that of people being afraid to share their knowledge because they were afraid they were going to be replaced because if they gave their knowledge away, then someone can take their job. And I hear people still talking about this every once in a while today, too. I mean, I've had people reach out to me and say, stop. I literally have an email from someone saying, stop making your videos. I paid a lot of money for that knowledge. And it's like, I feel bad for you, but sorry. You know, like it, we need to share more knowledge. Mm -hmm. The industry is is we're, we're desperate right now. And we really are. We need more people in the industry. And uh, if you have knowledge, this is why I tell people is, is if you have knowledge and you're a competent person, um, you're not going to be replaced. You know, no. you're not, you're, you're, you're fine for the rest of your career. As long as you're a good person. I mean, we have a hard enough time replacing the incompetent people, let yeah. alone the competent. Yes. Yes. So I think we need more sharing in the industry. Uh, th this is going to be one of the only ways, especially with a new generation of people coming in, we need them. So it's like, we got to share, we got to get them to the level. We need them to be as fast as possible. They don't need to go through 15, 20 years, 30 years, of working to get the experience, you know, mm -hmm. like let's get them started now. So, yeah, we can bypass the whole learning the hard way sort of deal. Learn from other people's mistakes. All those yeah. years of yeah. banging yeah. your head on stuff and just sitting up on a roof in the blistering sun, reading a manual, trying to figure it out. And you know, the interesting thing is, is if with my customer base, you know, they'll drop you like that now. Like you can't get away with things. And then when I mean get away, I, I would never try to rip someone off, but. In the past, I learned from a lot of mistakes that I made on the same pieces of equipment because I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. And then finally I figured it out. And then you learned, but mm -hmm. the customers tolerated that, you know, as long as we weren't overcharging them and stuff, they tolerated that. But today they don't, they don't, they'll, you're done. You, you know, so you gotta be on your game. So the only way we're going to get there is by sharing you know, a little bit of a side rant here. I think just, I want to throw this out here too. Not only did I learn from YouTube, but the way I learned this trade was um, I was hired in uh, 
at a, uh, a franchise. They owned like 120 Wendy's restaurants, right? And I was basically given a van full of inventory and tools, and they're like, just go fix stuff. And I had a unique opportunity to look at it, try to figure it out. I had the parts with me. I put them on. Well, that didn't work. Well, let me see. I got this other part. And I wasn't always just throwing parts at stuff, but I was in a, it's like I said, a unique position to just keep just banging away at it till I figured it out. I'm like, oh, finally this worked. Why did this part do this? And and the other one didn't fix it, you know? And it was, I, I know a lot of people can't just learn that way because it's a very costly way to learn, very inefficient. And yeah. I probably bankrupted the company, but it was such a fantastic way to learn, in my opinion. I, 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 I wish my customers won't let you get away with that, you know. Mm. So that's everything. Sorry to cut you off there, Don. No, that's all right. I, I, something I was going to share with you guys that I think we all do or have done. I know I did it. Another trick I had, I don't know if it was a trick in the learning process. I was the guy that once they saw that I had a little talent early years, um, they were sending me out on projects that, you know, only a couple people maybe in the shop could figure out. True story. Before smart, before LED lights and all that stuff, you know, in big rooftop units, old trains and what have you. And I'd get out there and not that it's brain surgery, but the rooftop had all these same units. So I would go to the unit that was working. And I know yep. you all have yep. done this, yep. I'm sure, before. And, and just use my volt meter and say okay that's where we're losing it it's right there and uh so that's another they, way they I would be back in the shop like this guy's a fucking genius yeah no <laughs> yes, i've yes. totally totally done that too i have yeah. totally yeah. done that. yeah i'm very transparent about it I, I i'm okay with you know i told my son for years one time he said man you, you really know quite a bit i said donnie he's like i said he's a licensed contractor too and i said i've made the mistake so many times i just know i do it right that's really what it's all about it's it's so true though i mean those yeah. late nights are the ones that you'd never forget mm -hmm. i i think that uh the industry is it's interesting because we have a lot of really interesting tech coming into the industry um you know i, I wish we had a little more time to be able to slowly learn this stuff but we got to hit the ground running here with all this new technology so yeah not only do we have like an influx of new technology coming in we don't have an influx of new technicians coming in. So nope. we got to like hurry up, teach them the basics, and then like bang in all this other new, new information that's just spewing out every single day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. I, I, strangely, I enjoy it. I do, you know, it's, uh, it's just a weird, I don't know. We're all different types of people, you know, and yeah. we're all on the spectrum. We sure old. are. In some yeah, way. As our good buddy, big Clive. Yeah. Often points out we're all somewhere on the spectrum. Whoops, that was the wrong button. I was going to say, button. it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, I think that it is uh, time we wrap this up. I think Real quick, it, uh, before, we, before we go. Hey, Don, any chance you can still get me a tour of the Copeland factory in Ohio? <laughs> you know, I would be surprised if they let me. I, I, I don't want to, you know so like they're really really nice to me so even at esco like they reached out to me and asked if i could meet with a couple of their engineers about a2l compressors yeah. and talks so and my oh, wife lived one night after adam and i and and chris hughes we had dinner with them too and uh so i we're going to do a joint podcast with jennifer bush and different things with colleges locally so i i could probably get a tour i'm but, but you know uh but so I, I can I'm go not ahead sure, and pencil in I, about i hopefully i didn't leave Hopefully, I didn't leave. On, I, I think I left on good terms, but we'll see. So, yeah, I guess we'll yeah. we'll find out when we start pulling some strings, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, on. Oh, Bill. 
well this this uh, has been a good time don and we'd really do appreciate you coming on um hopefully uh we can have you again some other time and uh maybe joe will be there then you know possibly 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 we'll have to see and uh the only thing now is since we're not capable of using the outro anymore uh-huh like the awkward spot how do we end it bill take well, us out will you hmm um i didn't really have anything written down for uh the outro you just found the most downloaded hvac entertainment <laughs> podcast in the world welcome to the hvac overtime show guys i'm the most <laughs> bill rock you know, stevens over here to my right adam muffich <laughs> and Mr. don gillis let's get into it guys <laughs>